0: Hello there and welcome to Down The Lane With. Kirkcaldy's Heritage in 50 Objects is a local project with the aim of spreading awareness of the cultural history of Kirkcaldy. Every month it showcases an object which can be an item, a location, an event in the town's history, or even a person. With her Facebook page and website gaining an increasing amount of interest, I'm speaking today with the project's researcher, Alan Crombie, to find out a bit more about how the project came about. Hi Alan, thanks for coming along today.
1: Absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure to come along. Delighted to be spreading the message, so thank you for asking me.
0: So before we talk about the actual project, you obviously must have a strong interest in local history. So how did that come about?
1: Oh my goodness, Uh, how did it come about? Well, I'm very, very fortunate in some ways, and uh, perhaps some would say unfortunate in others. In Kirkoddia, my paternal side, I can go back to 1743, and in Mark Inch on my maternal side, I can go back to 1711. <laughs> so, whenever I'm out of Fife, believe it or not, I genuinely do feel I'm missing the place. I'm only happy, really, when I can look out the window in the morning and see Falkland Hill. It's a strange thing. Grandfather was a tremendous man for giving me stories, meeting people. That really, really did... Uh, fire my imagination and also a chap called Ron Page who was my history teacher at the high school had a profound effect on me he really did make history come alive and uh, to the extent that history was my best subject at school and my highest qualification so Fife history yeah just love it especially around his parts.
0: Did you ever think about taking up a career in history?
1: No uh, <laughs> I would have loved it looking backwards but hindsight's a wonderful thing um. I really wish I'd paid more attention at school and had more endeavour. No, I couldn't have done it because I was lazy at school and had to catch up and I started working, night school, correspondence courses. So, no, it's an interest, but when I see other people and read books, I think, oh, I wish I'd done that.
0: Do you think there's a general lack of interest in local history?
1: No, uh, I think there is a genuine interest in local history. We've got the Civic Society here in Kirkcaldy. We've got, well, we had the Glenorthus and Area Heritage Museum, which sadly is closed. We've got any number of little history groups dotted all around Fife. The problem is, when you talk about interest, is it tends to come to people as they get older. It would be wonderful to catch people younger, when they're energetic, when they're anxious to learn, No, I would say history, yes. It's an interest to a lot of people, but probably just at the wrong end of the age scale.
0: So I believe that you're also part of the Mark Inch Heritage Group.
1: Yes, indeed, that was. And the two, as I said earlier, maternal and paternal. Kirkcaldy feeds my paternal side, Mark Inch my maternal side. I organise the talks for Mark Inch, and uh, I'm also the treasurer. I probably do more in Mark kinch than i do in kirkody i'm simply a member in kirkody but this little project at the moment that's my uh, top top interest with covid you can't have live talks so a lot of the work in Mark kinch is just done by zoom and digital meetings so this is actually alive and it's happening you can make history come alive so yes i cover both bases
0: so what began the kirkodian 50 objects project and what exactly does it entail
1: Pure luck, pure luck. George Proudfoot is the chair of Kirkcaldy Civic Society and one Friday afternoon uh, George, myself and Alan Westwater, the third member of the team, were sitting in the Cupgate coffee box having a, a coffee and just chatting about things in general. And George was bringing up the things that he's involved in with the Civic Society and Adam Smith over the next four years. And uh, the Civic Society is 50 years old in 2024. And Alan said, what are you doing to celebrate it? And George said, we've not really thought about it yet. And Alan said, well, here's an idea leading into it. Why don't we look at 50 objects, 50 years, 50 objects. And along the way, we can do one a month leading up to the actual birthday. It seemed a huge undertaking at the start, but... The COVID gave us a wee bit of time. It's prevented early publication, but we had things ready and we are ahead of the game. So it was really, it's just a part of the celebration of 50 years of Kikori Civic Society. It's done early. We're doing one a month. We've got the website, you should know. We've got the Facebook page. The Five Free Press have been very good. And uh, there's little podcasts out there just sharing what we're doing. And it's building, as we sit here, the site's had over 1,300 hits on four objects. With This is the fifth one's being published in November. And we're delighted. We always thought it would be a slow burner, but uh, it's to invoke memories, recollections. Hopefully in time it will become much more interactive on the Facebook page. that That's the aim of it anyway. It's a slow-burning celebration of 50 years.
0: So how does the project manifest itself? What is the medium that you're using?
1: Oh, we're using... <laughs> We're using, principally, our uh, website, which is designed by Jacket Pocket Media, which I think you'll know quite well. That's the principle, and we also have the f- Facebook page. So that's the two digitalised. But the Fife Free Press have been very good. We do, each month, there's a little thumbnail sketch, just a picture of the object and a very, very short history of the object or an explanation. We then have a mid-story, which is to 700 words, which encapsulate in no great detail the whole content. And then we have the written narrative, which yes, at times I'm like Sir Walter Scott why use one word when 12 will do. They're fairly lengthy, but you've got the three choices for yourself. The Five Free Press always pick up the mid-story. So it's really between written journalism and the digital means. And hopefully, halfway through we'll produce a booklet, On the first 25, and at the end, on the second 25, so we hope it will be there forever on the website. Uh, 50 doesn't have to be the end, it can go far further. At the start, we thought, heavens, how will we find 50? That's not the problem, it's trying to work out what ones should be in, and what ones shouldn't be in. And I suppose for any individual, the 50 objects would not necessarily be the same. So we try and mix people, objects, places. A lot of them now gone, but uh, just to try and remember what was there and uh, perhaps encourage people to study a wee bit more themselves.
0: And what is the background of the others involved in the project?
1: Well, the team is only three, which is very good, because you don't have arguments, you don't have too many divisive opinions. A committee is not a great thing for things like this. It can become very extended. So there's the three of us. There's George Proudfoot, who's the Kirkcaldy Civic Society chair, as I said. He's very, very good, very knowledgeable, and he has lots of contacts. So George checks my findings, as so far I've been the main researcher and narrative writer. So I do the researching, I do the narrative, George checks for historical accuracy, and then it goes to Alan Westwater, who has a degree in English and has a magnificent vocabulary and very, very strong on punctuation, which I am not. And Alan knocks it into (laughs) some kind of readable fashion. And then it goes to our manufacturing, who does the digitalisation, puts it on the website, puts it onto the Facebook page, because none of us are skilled at all in that media. So nice simple little team but I should say it's augmented by guest writers and we have our first guest writer in November and we're trying to get a few more just to give you a fresh voice and a fresh take.
0: So is it funded through the Kirkcaldy Civic Society or is it a private project?
1: But of each, to be honest. The website, etc. was paid for by the Civic Society. But we have no funding as yet. So it really is, as we go, we put our hand in our pocket. But I'm sure once we start to seek publicity or seek some kind of support, it'll come. It's a bad time. You can't really go near people just now. There are far more things to worry about than our little project. But so far, so good. It would be nice to have a few more but uh, no, it's self-funding it's probably done for love
0: So the first object you chose was Volunteers Green what made you decide on this particular place to begin with?
1: Oh that was simple that was always going to be the Volunteers Green two reasons historically that was where the Borough Charter gave the common ground to Kirkcaldy's people and secondly the Civic Society was founded a way back in 1974 to fight for the Volunteers Green if you read the story, there was two opportunities. We almost had a car park built in a multi-storey car park and then an outdoor market which appeared twice a week was churning the the ground up and there was every possibility that last remaining piece of the common ground of Kirkcaldy would have been lost. The Civic Society was formed and played a huge part in fighting and retaining the volunteers' green. And not just that, you've got to be a wee bit older now but the Volunteers Green was just grass. But now it's beautiful landscape, it's a little oasis. And it, that was really the, the reason why the Civic Society was founded, and that's why it was number one.
0: And which object are you currently featuring?
1: Ah, well, we're currently featuring our first guest writer. And that's, well, I was going to say the politician, but now he's known far better as a railway enthusiast on the television, Michael Pertillo, who has a very, very strong connection to Kirkcaldy. He played a part in trying to save the Nairns factory in a television programme called Restorations way back in 2003. Sadly, he failed, and as you know, the Nairn buildings went away so much of Kirkcaldy's industrial past and been knocked down. But he wasn't chosen just because he was a politician and a voice. His mother is a Kirkcaldy girl, And she was part of the Blythe family, who had a major linen factory at Gallatown. And John Blythe gave many paintings to Cacoddy Art Gallery. So the project is a combination of Michael Pertillo's efforts for Cacoddy and his grandfather. So that's the one you'll see on the 12th of November.
0: So what would you hope the legacy of the project would ultimately be?
1: Mm. Well, the three of us have no wish for a personal legacy. It's not about that. It's about Kirkcaldy. And I would hope that we get through the journey of the 50 objects. I would hope that as time goes, the Slow Burner sees more people looking at the site, sees much more activity on the Facebook page. We really do want recollections, reminiscences. My grandfather, I remember that, that type of thing. We'd like it to be there for, for for as long as people want to read about Kirkcaldy. It's not a history. It's a bit of the town in 50 fragments. It's over centuries. We're covering you know, from 1644 onwards, and we hope that people will, the young will, come and look at it and it will be added to the reminiscences over the years. It's It's not about our personal glory or nothing like that. It's just something left. My grandfather was good enough to teach me about Kirkcaldy the people, the objects, the places a lot of them gone and forgotten and I just want to in some small way say thank you for that.
0: Okay Alan well thank you very much for coming along today and good luck with the project.
1: Absolute pleasure, thanks for asking me again.
0: You can find out more about Kirkcaldy's Heritage and 50 Objects by visiting their website at and 50 objectscom or by visiting their Facebook page, Kirkcaldy's Heritage and 50 Objects. Down the Lane With was presented by Michael McLaren. It was created by Marion McPherson and was a jacket pocket media production for the Linton Lane Centre.